Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dad, welcome to the podcast. You, you seem disarmed by my intro there. Uh, <laughs> just thinking we're both um, very energetic. Yes, we're both very energetic today. Dan, uh, Dan's got a, a poorly head, he's got a little bit of a headache. And I have an alcohol-induced headache. So for the first time in this podcast history, I am um, I, I'm recording from my bed because uh, I hung over. And uh, you're poorly, aren't you? Yes, got a but headache. Are, are you well other than your poorly head? Well, I can't say because my head hurts too much. Wow. Well then, uh, we'll have to make sure this episode is. So, what was the uh, the occasion for your drinking? For for, for my headache, it, it was my birthday yesterday. Um, and how old are you? Forty six. Uh, no, three hundred and forty two. Oh, um, okay. At, at my last count, um, however, in in human years, that equates to thirty two years old. I uh, I Get usually old. book my my birthday off work. However. Our national sales meeting uh, got pushed back onto that day, and I kind of needed to be there. So, yes, we uh, we all went out for some Greek food yesterday, and I obviously got put on the spot and had to stand up, and everyone sang happy birthday at me. Um, and anyone that knows me personally will know that that is my idea of hell. But yes, it was a pleasant evening. I drank uh, a lot of red wine, and I've had a very difficult day today. Um, but here we are, you know, we're surviving. Is here we there... are in bed, recording. Here, a here we are in bed, but not together, because uh, <laughs> we, we don't live don't live in the same place. And even if, if we did, no, we don't we don't share a bed either. No, we probably wouldn't share a bed to record the podcast or at all, really. Um, but yes, here we are. So, uh, moving swiftly forwards, we are talking today about a zombie game. It is from my selection of games, and today we're focusing on the 2008 Valve game, Left 4 Dead. So, Left 4 Dead, as I mentioned, came out in 08 and scored a meta score of 89, so it's got a pretty decent score. Uh, it was originally released on PC and Xbox 360. I don't think it ever came to PlayStation 3. Um, no, it did not. With it being a uh, a Valve game, uh, they primarily I think focused the reasoning on was, Xbox, didn't they? Um, I think the reasoning was that they didn't have experienced programmers for the PS3, so they mm. decided to focus their energies on the Xbox version. Fair enough, and I think um, I think it would be somewhat fair to say that Left for Dead has become. Not not synonymous in the same way that like Halo is with Xbox. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I think of Xbox when I think of the Left 4 Dead games. Yeah, it's um, it's become a bit of a a, a cult classic, I think, Left 4 Dead. Um, but I've I've got a couple of couple of reviews, as is the new format that we're moving with. Um, at <laughs> Are the you moment, slurring? probably. 
I'm uh, it's been a very difficult day. It's a difficult day. Um, Are you punch drunk? That's right. And my cat's here, and she's getting involved. It's it's just it's all it's all gone to pot. But, um, so yes, the first review uh, gave it 100 out of 100, and that is with MS Xbox World, and they reviewed Left 4 Dead is the best game I've played in years and offers one of the best new multiplayer experiences available on the market. So, quite quite glowing praises that from our friends at MS Xbox World. And then the lowest score I found was a 70 from uh, Game Critics, and it says, Yes, shooting hordes of zombies is fun, even more so with three other friends, but the game doesn't have anything to offer beyond that simple activity, and it most likely s- stops being relevant the moment someone makes a zombie FPS with a little more depth. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on those two reviews? I'd say um, I don't agree entirely with the lower uh, scoring one in that I don't think this game was replaced by the next best thing. Um, however, I would probably echo what they said in terms of there's not a lot to it once you're done um, unless you want to just replay that stuff or do the DLC I could have done with some more layers I know what you mean this I mean this kind of brings us on quite quite well to, to to our history I suppose with the game and I'm I've always been acutely aware that Left 4 Dead isn't the biggest game ever um it's got four levels i guess uh and each level has five stages so it isn't huge because each level will probably take you just under an hour to complete um or or around that mark but the the joyful thing with this game and one of the reasons that i put it on here is that this is one of the best multiplayer games i think in terms of level of fun that you can have that i've ever played really you know it's not it's yeah. not Mario Kart. It's not, you know, any of the huge classics that you think of when well, you think cool, of multiplayer. It? But so it's cool. yeah, this is this is a game that I played a lot of when I was in my late teens, um, with one of my friends Joe. Um we've replayed the levels in this game so many times. Like I know most of the levels, particularly the first couple, like the back of my hand. Um so I've got an extensive amount of experience with this game. I played a lot of it originally when it came out. I've played a lot of Left 4 Dead 2. Um, th- these are games that I enjoy going back to. Not often, but when I do go back to them, I always enjoy it. Um, and I've completed Question both. for you then. Yeah. When you were playing it again and again with your friend, what was it that kept you coming back? Because there must have been something. I think, I think the chaos of it. And I think as well, because the levels aren't procedurally generated, but the placement of the enemies, the hordes, the yeah, special affected, a, it's random. They had a they had something called um, some sort of director that directed the gameplay and introduced enemies at a certain point, depending on how you were playing, and um, the difficulty was adaptable in that way, um, yeah. which is quite interesting. No, no playthrough is the same with Left 4 Dead. 
And I think that's what kept us going back for it. Because even though we were playing through the same levels, it always felt like it had been shaken up slightly, which yeah. you don't often find in, in co-op games. Um, but yeah, my, my history with this game is, is relatively expen- expensive, expansive and expensive. <laughs> Um, what about you? Expensive, you... expensive, and extensive. It's expensively expansive. Uh, what about yourself? And Have expensive. you got any history with this game? Um, uh, no, so so the only time I played um, this game, I believe, was uh, when you handed me the controller, probably at university, and said, um, "Play some of this," and I played some of that, and yeah, it was it was fine. Um, wasn't deterred by it. I don't know. I think we probably moved on to the next thing, whatever that was, and yeah, I didn't really think about it again. Um, so that that really, I mean, I'm aware of the game. I know what it is. I know that they're, they're quite popular, mm-hmm. but that really sums up my experience with the game. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Um, and as as we noted at the start, this game uh, came out on PC and Xbox. Um, so we we both played it on on the Xbox for this. Um, we played the whole thing co-op. Um, very Which similar. Xbox? Um, well, it's for Xbox 360, uh, but we played it on yes. the Series X, didn't we? And I thought I'd give you a, a, an opportunity to talk about your uh, issues getting hold of it. Well, not issues getting hold of the game, but there were a few frustrations, weren't there? Yeah. For some reason, that generation, 360 and PS3, um, They've not made it easy either system to go back and play some of the games um, that were released on them. No. This is one of them. So another game on your side of the list, which I will not reveal, um, on the PS3 side, I had um, quite a bit of difficulty getting hold of that as well. So I had to eventually use an American account to get hold of it, and um, I now have it. But is that the, the the PS1 game? Correct. Yeah, yeah. And on the left for dead side this game is perfectly playable on the series x but they don't let you buy it um, which is very strange not sure why that is apparently it was available at one point through it was on game pass for a while i think yeah uh so what i had to do in the end was i had to actually purchase a physical copy just to get the disc in there and then straight away it allowed me to play it but without that um i couldn't trigger um, the Xbox downloading the, the the version of the game, so yeah, it was a bit cumbersome because we were planning to play one evening and found out at the last minute that I couldn't actually get hold of the game and searched online, search, plugged in my Xbox 360 to try and buy it there, couldn't buy it there, couldn't do anything really except buy the physical copy. So um, the only only other option would have been to buy it on Steam. Um, but we wouldn't have been able to play together, so which is what we did for this playthrough. Very cheap on Steam, though. I think how, how much did you end up paying for your physical copy? <sighs> thirty-five pounds. I think it was thirty-five pence on Steam. Yeah, I think it, it was less than a quid on Steam, um, which is is, is ridiculous. Um, so usually it's me that has the the gripes and the frustrations with getting hold of games, and because you're a lot more organised than I am. Yeah, um, I tend to buy things way ahead of time so that when I have these difficulties, um, I can. I've got so when much these things time, happen, you can really avoid matter. the problems. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but but this time, in my mind, this was on Game Pass. Yeah, I'm mine. So, so I thought, ah, oh, Left 4 Dead, that'll be easy, 
and made that fatal mistake and went round the houses in every way possible, took the long train home and finally got to play it. That's right. Um, so th- th- this isn't the most accessible game in the world. I mean, it is. Like, It's not... I, I, it's funny because I think for you and me and probably for a lot of people that play video games these days, buying physical copies isn't something that people do as much anymore just because of convenience. Yeah. I know that you still like to buy physical copies more than I oh, do. No, so so my, my relationship is an interesting tangent. So I used to buy everything physical. I used to be very yeah. resistant to the idea of buying digital games. And then I bought my PS4 and... I was kind of opened up to the world of... Well, no, I, I did on PS3 as well, but not not as much. But on PS4, for whatever reason, maybe it's because you got some really good deals and yeah. um, you could get them a lot cheaper there. Then there were some games that were never released physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to come around and build up that digital collection. And then now I reserve physical copies for Christmas or... Um, if it's a game that's really special that I want and I know I'm going to want a physical copy of. But other than that, if I can get it cheaper digitally, I will do. Um, so I've, I've come around a bit as well. I know there are some people out there that still will refuse to buy a digital, but the problem there is, like I said, some games aren't available physically and I think that's going to become more and more of a thing. So those people will either have to come around or just yeah, it's, it's on it's, some... It's, well, it's it's a catch twenty two, isn't it? Because you know, not all ge- a lot a lot of games now are coming out more digitally than physically, just because more people buy digital. But it comes to a point where eventually you're not going to be able to buy certain games online no. because they disappear from storefronts or the storefronts well, disappear themselves. Prime example: Left for Dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, a, a lot of people have have talked about it in the past that. At some point, like video games, like entire games or entire series, are just going to disappear because yeah. there's no it's physical way to, to to purchase them, and there's no way to download them or update them. Um, which is a it's a real shame because regardless of what you think about games, they are effectively works of art, and eventually, a lot of them will will not maybe not a lot of them, but you know, there'll be a large number that will just become unavailable um, yeah. unless you want to shed shed out, you know, lots and lots and lots of money um, to get hold of them. And I know that you've got a few relatively expensive collectibles in your collection, collectibles yeah, in your collection, yeah. games in your collection. <laughs> um, and I've got like one or two. But yeah, strange little tangent there, but um, it, it is a frustration one that we've not discussed, so yeah. always worth going down Agree. Rabbit, hole, rabbit hole sometimes. So we noted above that this is an FPS game and it's a zombie shooter. Um but what what do you do in this game? What's the what what's the what's the gameplay like? So this is an A to B game. You mm-hmm. you start in one place and your destination is a safe house, which usually not very far away, but Along the way there, you've got hordes of zombies, you've got boss zombie characters, and you have to work as a team. Yeah, and you have to work as a team to get to the safe house, and that's one level done, and there are, as as you say, five levels per chapter, four chapters 
different areas, um, different kind of settings, and that's really all she wrote, isn't it? That's 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 what you've got. Yeah, it's um, effectively the game is four characters, uh, and if you choose to play this solo, which you can do, and I've done a lot in the past myself, you're playing with three AI control characters. Um, however the way this game's been designed and the most fun way to play this game is by Most playing at co-op. Um, and, you know, you, you can play with up to, to three other friends um, who will take on the other characters. Um, and really, if you don't work as a team in this game, you're you're going to get clapped um, because the hordes can become incredibly um, difficult to manage. And if you... Like if you're in the wrong place or you've run off too far ahead of your teammates, and which we kept doing, yeah, and you know both of us, one of the uh, one of the special infected get hold of you, then um, you know you're, you're snookered. You know the hunter zombie can pin you down, and then you're kind of screwed, or you can get hit by your favourite, the the smoker. So each special infected has their own thing. So you've got the hunter, which pounces around and will jump on top of your player and pin you down and, and rip you to pieces. You've got the smoker who is uh, a lone zombie that shoots like this. It's like his tongue or something. He shoots his tongue out yeah. and, and traps you and wraps you up so you can't escape. You've got boomers um, or as I blobbies. believe we call them blobbies, <laughs> um, which are these, these huge fat zombies that will vomit on you and if they vomit on you then the horde will be attracted to you and you'll get you know overrun for a short amount of time and then you've got uh, the two kind of special special infected that i always um kind of put tank. apart yeah the tank which which is absolutely massive and will cause you a lot of damage and is a, a bullet sponge and then your f- other favorite the witch um, which at the end of the last episode I, I mentioned, you know, my advice for this game is avoid the witch, and every witch that we came across during our time playing this game together, you uh, just went over a shot and then immediately got knocked down because they're really powerful. Um, but yeah, I got, it, I got a few of them before. Yes, before, uh, before getting knocked down. But yeah, yeah, it's um, it's like like you say, it is a case of getting from point A to point B and and, and trying to survive effectively in like i say if you if you move too far ahead of your teammates then you know you're you're opening yourself up to a world of pain um so moving on to gameplay as king because there isn't really a plot in this game is there it's more of a okay we're in point a, a B, by the end of the story yeah. we need to get to point d to make our escape from the area whether that's by um by a helicopter by a car by a boat um that that's the the main plot of the game so primarily here it's it's getting gameplay is where it's at for this so first things first do you think that this game is fun yeah yeah it's fun um i think the simplicity of the gameplay the fact that it plays pretty similarly to lots of other fps games um maybe not quite as refined as very modern FPS games, but still plays very solidly, very simply, and 
because of that it's just fun and I can understand the multiplayer appeal of this game and I think that simplicity um, really lends itself to that which makes it that much more replayable and so so the gameplay itself I really don't have a problem with Um, it's it's what it needs to be and it's fun and I don't even think it needs any more layers to the actual gameplay itself. There, there, there are other areas that I think could have had some attention, um, but the gameplay is not it. So yeah, it is fun. Um, and I presume that you also think it's fun. Yes, that is uh, the main reason that I selected it for my list. Uh, I, th- I think this game is very fun. Um, like I say, no playthrough of this game is the same. Uh, and particularly when you start playing with the online modes as well, which we didn't... Um, for for the podcast but i've played online uh quite a few times in the past and it is a blast um so yes this game definitely counts as fun in my opinion what's um as usual you know that there aren't specific moves in this game but what's your favorite thing to do in this game um shoot the witch you love the witch you bloody love that witch I thought you were going to say uh, using pipe bombs because you were a fan of the pipe bomb, weren't you? Yeah, I like the pipe bombs. They're they're cool. Um, sometimes they don't work, especially no. against tanks. Yeah, tanks um, they don't work fun. against. Um, but yeah, the pipe bomb's fun. But no, I know what you mean. Like trying to get a hit in on the witch and then running away and trying to not let her absolutely clap you up because uh, she's very powerful. She's a very powerful witch. Um, my 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 favorite move um i would say is probably the pipe bomb i think the pipe bomb is a good inclusion um so the pipe bomb um you you lay it down on the ground and uh it will make a sound which attracts the zombies to it and then will um explode and if you're lucky you can take out quite a few of them with this there's also a monotone cocktails that are also quite fun to use but they don't have the sound element and they don't draw in the zombies but they do have fire which spreads which is quite nice as well yeah and um you 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 sent me a message yesterday because i think you've been doing some research on uh this yeah, game i was watching some videos yesterday and also you pr- you probably picked up a little bit about what what's involved in left for dead 2 as well and yeah. left for dead 2 really it's like left for dead walks so that left for dead 2 can run it has a lot more in terms of, of weapon choices, throwables, all that kind of stuff, um, which maybe we'll get to at some point. Because I, I think you're quite keen to play that one, aren't you? Um, yeah, I'd like you to select that as part of your second 15 games when we come to that, and then we can play that one. Yeah, so that that could be something that we look at because there is a lot more to go into with Left 4 Dead 2. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the levels as well because... Each level or chapter or stage is different. So as noted at the site, you've got four uh, stories, I guess. So the first one is called No Mercy. You've then got Death Toll, Dead Air, and then Blood Harvest. So No Mercy is the squad starting one side of town and attempting to get to the rooftop of Mercy Hospital where they've heard there is um, helicopter pickups going on. So that's that one. Death Toll, they get caught up on a highway and have to make their way over to a farmhouse 
um, where they've heard that there's well, it's not a farmhouse, is it? It's kind of like a, a house and by by a lake, but it's kind of farm esque, isn't it? Um, yeah. Where they've heard that they can get picked up by a boat. Dead air is them. Basically, the squad is going to the end of each level to get picked up from somewhere. So dead air is them um, attempting to get into an airport onto the airstrip so that they can uh, get in a cargo plane to, to escape the area. And then Blood Harvest is going through the woods, finding a farmhouse and getting picked up by an armoured car. Um, so out of those levels, did you have a particular favourite? And also, did you have a particular one that you didn't like, maybe? Um, I prefer both the levels, which would be two and four, which take you out into the countryside. I always think zombie stuff that takes you out into the countryside, a bit reminiscent of The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just interesting and seeing that apocalyptic America, um, I quite like that setting. So anything that does that, I like. Mm. Um, the the city stuff doesn't appeal to me as much and probably my least favourite not because it was bad but just didn't really care much for it is the airports yes Um, so how about yourself the airport is my my least favourite mission I think Uh, just because I think the final I I think a lot of these um, these levels they 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 really help to stand out by their final section because at the end of each stage and level you get like a effectively a five minute timer to stay alive while help comes to get you and i think that my opinion on a lot of these levels is a lot of it is based on those final areas and yeah. i'm not Five sure minutes. as it seems to be for a lot of the games that i've chosen nostalgia has a big big element for me but my favorite level is um is no mercy where you're on top of the hospital. Um, That's a cool finale. Yeah, it is. You know, you're you're on top of a hospital at a helipad, trying to hold off hundreds and hundreds of zombies waiting for a helicopter to come and pick you up. Um, and it can be quite easy to, you know, lose your concentration. A tank comes in, and what happened to me? And no, it didn't happen to you. It happened to me and no, one of the other AI control yeah. characters got absolutely bashed by a tank. And just flew off the building and then I was dead. And then I think the same happened to one of the other characters. The other one got overrun and then you were just on your own for a while, weren't you? And then, um, yeah. and then I think the tank got you. Um, but yeah, I think that that one is probably my favourite with the with Dead Air, the, um, the airport probably being my least favourite. Because I think the last section of that one it's just it's you're just, just exposed, an airfield. Aren't you? Yeah, it's... you're exposed and you're just kind of in the open and it's just not as fun. Yeah. Um there's no natural cover points, there's no verticality, yeah. it's just flats and mm-hmm. zombies coming at you from all angles, which I, I suppose could have some appeal. Yeah, for sure. I it's the um other ones. well he- hearing you talk about the the left for dead thing and you know being in rural America, there is um there is a level in Left for Dead 2 where you have to go through the swamps. Um, nice in kind of like the deep south I know it's set in southern America yes um, a lot of Left 4 Dead 2 which again is appealing to me mm-hmm. yeah so you know running through the swamps and stuff um, but as well on that game the stress can be kind of ramped up a little bit because on this game when you've you, the witches your your, your favourites um, 
the witches are just kind of on the floor crying, aren't they? Just kind of hunched over. Yeah. Whereas in Left 4 Dead 2, um, the witches roam around and they're not like actively seeking anyone. They're just wandering around crying, being creepy. And um, when you do that, that mission in the swamp and you've got like a couple of witches roaming around just crying and you can hear the music and it's dark and foggy. It, it is quite atmospheric. Um, so here's a question for you off the back of that. Mm. Do you think Left 4 Dead is scary or tense? No. I I don't think so. It feels like, um, not like a bad horror film, but it's... A schlocky B-movie horror yeah, film. Yeah, kind of. And there are elements of this game that I do find creepy, uh, particularly playing it on your own. I think it can be a little bit, like, not scary but it can give you give you the willies i guess um you know hearing the witches cry and you've got no idea where they are and you're walking around an abandoned hospital that's a little bit creepy um that kind of stuff but it, it isn't straight up scary and to be honest with you i don't think that zombie related media is that scary in general anymore because it's been so overdone yeah and you know, I think a lot of um, a lot of zombie games probably have a bit to owe to Left 4 Dead, because you think of other zombie horde games. Um, you've got Dying Light, which probably took a few bits and bobs from Left 4 Dead with the special infected roaming around with the also, hordes chasing you. Dead Island, wasn't it? Same Dead Island, yeah. Yeah, Dead Island. Um, another one, uh, Days Gone. Uh, even though it isn't a, a zombie game per se, the hordes in those games are absolutely massive. Um, and I thought that game was crap, but um, I think it's, it gives a bit of a bit of a tip of the hat. And a game that um, a game that I've told you that I played quite a bit of in the last couple of years. I've not played it for a while, uh, but I play it with a few of my friends. Is Daisy, um, which is effectively a mod of Armor Two. Uh, but it's set in like a, a, an area of Eastern Europe. It's, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be somewhere in Russia. The map is absolutely huge. You spawn in, you've got absolutely zero kit, and then you can just play the game how you want. You can build bases. You can, you know, do it as a PvP game. You can do whatever. And even though it isn't Left for Dead esque, you can get overrun in daisy uh quite easily if you're um if you're not careful and the the limited ammo supplies and materials that you can get is um it, it makes it a stressful game to play uh maybe that's something that we'll play sometime as well uh, but there is a very very steep learning curve to that game that made all, all, all me and my other friends almost stop playing it because it is a very difficult game to get to grips with um particularly when you're all new but Daisy is fun. Um, but yeah, so moving forward to the question of the week then. Why do you think that Left 4 Dead was as popular as it was or has become as cultish as it has? And do you think that a game coming out like that today would be as popular? Um, I think it's a time-based thing. Often... I think we've had we, we we've talked about this before in the podcast. Timing is everything. We talked about it with the last episode. Um, the release of the world is not enough after Goldeneye. 
Yeah. Timing is everything. Um, this game was originally uh, a mod for Counter Strike, which was a, a player v player yeah, yeah. game. Counter Strike's huge, isn't it? CSGO. Yeah. And the developers said, what if we um, incorporated some co op and really turned the gameplay on its head and had people working together rather than against each other? And they created this mod. They turned the enemies into sort of zombies um, with zombie traits and behavior. And um, gradually, after getting the okay from Valve, built Left 4 Dead. Um, I think it was timing. There was a period where it, it was multiplayer in games was very strange, and it was a bit of a cycle, really. Um, you had multiplayer, then you started to get quite a few co-op games, couch co-op games, and all through um, the sort of PlayStation, Xbox, GameCube era, you had to couch co-op as, yeah. as a big thing. And with the advent of online multiplayer, that kind of died out a bit. And I feel like it's starting to come back co-op and couch co-op. Yeah. So Left 4 Dead was doing co-op when it felt like other developers were experimenting with player v player or other types of online play. Um, so it kind of went against the grain and it was really simple when you think about it. It's a very simple thing. Let's let's reintroduce co-op, but let's do it online with the option for local uh, multiplayer as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why it is. Um, and I think it's in its simplicity. I think it's the timing of it. And I think it's that cyclical nature of multiplayer games. And it hit at a time when um, people probably didn't realise that they wanted co-op, but they did. And there was a period after that where people were clamouring for co-op games. And I still love a couch co-op game. And um, I really miss them. Some of the best times I've had gaming have been couch co-op so yeah i think that's where it is and as for whether it could i mean timing is everything again yes it could happen again with the right game it wouldn't be this game it would need to be something different because this game has happened um it would need to do something different be something different i think in a way with these types of things lightning doesn't strike twice and it's like the indie revolution of the late 2000s. Yes, we get new chapters of that, but we're never going to have that boom like we did back then, where everyone suddenly starts paying attention to indie. That's gone. That's happened. Um, yeah. You can't get the toothpaste toothpaste back into the tube. Um, so yeah, it's not going to look like this again, but there will certainly be times in gaming where these special things happen and every everyone tries to emulate them and copy them and do that um that's the nature of gaming i think what do you think well i mean two two years ago um from from us recording this episode um they did like a follow-up to the left for dead games a game called back for blood yeah do you know much about that no only uh, only that it's a spiritual successor Yes, I I played a bit of it maybe a year or so ago, but the servers weren't that lively, 
and I don't know, it felt like a lot of the soul had gone from it. And I agree with what you've said there, that this game, Left 4 Dead, happened. And if you want something to become as big as it did or have the success that it did, you need to do something different. And I think that might be an element of the problem with Back 4 Blood because it was effectively, hey, let's um, let's recreate this 13-year-old game and not make too many changes to the, the formula, which... Yeah, the formula worked in 2008 and then whenever it was that Left 4 Dead 2 came out as a sequel. But 13 years is a long time and things have changed a lot. Gaming trends have changed a lot since then. And the simplicity that Left 4 Dead brought to the table, yeah, you can still have very successful simple games now, but you've you've already done that with a zombie game like this, so you need to do something else. And I don't know how successful Back 4 Blood was, but you don't really hear it talked about that much. You know, it, it isn't a game that I I hear people talk about fondly or, 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 you know, say that they still play it. I might be wrong, but I don't know. So it kind of feels like they tried to, to recreate it, but it just didn't work. Um, so you would yeah. need to do something different. I don't know what that would be. Um, and that's why I'm not a game developer. But, you know... Don't lie. No, I, I am lying. I, I actually work for... Uh, who from do your I work bed. for? That's right. I, I work from bed. Uh, that's me. Um, see, see, we've got working from home now. That's the thing. You're going to introduce a thing called working from bed. Working from bed. Did, did, oh, what was his name? WFB. Th- this is going to be a really, really fringe anecdote. <laughs> the, there was yeah. um there was a journalist or a writer during the French Revolution, I think it was called Marac or Marat or something, and he had this condition where he always had to be in the bath. So maybe I could just, you know, become like him, I'll just start i I'll do the next one recorded from the bathtub. You know, we'll do that. Yes. And you know, hopefully I won't meet the same fate as him because I think a woman broke into his house and murdered him in his bath during the revolution. But you know, maybe maybe we could do Podcast baths. Pod as long ba- as you're wearing some sort of um, some sort of loin loin <laughs> stuff, because I don't think I could could record in the knowledge that you're sitting there naked <laughs> in the bath with my rubber duck in the bath. I think that'd be very disturbing. Yes, that's that's a fair comment. Um, but yes, alas, um, today is 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 a, is a bedcast. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that kind of wraps up. A majority of the areas that I wanted to discuss with with Left 4 Dead because it is a simple game, and it is one of those things that you can just turn on and it's fun. You know, there's no story to get invested in. It is just let's go shoot some zombies. Let's go get beaten up by a tank. So, with with that said, do you think that this game deserves to be anywhere near the top 100 list, or do you think that the fact it isn't on there is correct? Is and I what think, do you think my description is going to be, and I want to see how accurate you can get it. Um, I think that you think this game is fun and that you had a good time with it, but I also think that just because a game's fun, it doesn't mean that it should be in the top 100 of all time. So I think you're going to say that you liked it and it was good, but it shouldn't be on the top 100, is my guess. That is, yeah. In essence, that's what it is. And, and 
I mentioned earlier about the layers, and it's not as I said, it's not the layers with gameplay, but it's the stuff to do after this game wraps up because time is not a commodity that I feel like I have anymore. So for me to go back to something, I need more. I need something else. Um, you've got those four levels, and I enjoyed them, but they are shorts. As a package, this game um, doesn't present a lot of value, especially in the year 2023, at a price of a princely sum of £35, um, when I can get it for 35 pence yeah. on Steam. Um so, I mean, all in all, we, we probably had about three hours gameplay um, with this. And it's just a hard sell, isn't it? Yeah. And for me to grow to love this game, I need more. I need to see more. I need to see different areas. I need to see um, what happens when they introduce maybe some new elements to it. Some new wrinkles to um, not necessarily the gameplay, but the objectives. And that's why I'm intrigued by Left 4 Dead 2. I enjoyed it, mm. but you're right. It's not quite enough for me to yeah. wholeheartedly say, well, this this is one of the best games ever. Um, yeah. So that's where I stand. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I I put this game on here because I think it's fun. Not because I think it's the best, you know, in, yeah. in line with the best games of all time. And Same as with, we've done a couple of times, both of us on our side so far. Yeah. And admittedly, Left 4 Dead 2 is a better, more complete game because of the additions they made to it. Like I said, Left 4 Dead walks so Left 4 Dead 2 could run. And I put in this one because I've got a much deeper connection to it because I played more of it. But it would be interesting to play Left 4 Dead 2 and maybe we'll do that at some point. But I, I don't think that this game deserves to be in the top 100 of all time. But it is great. And I think it's important to distinguish the fact that just because a game isn't, you know, considered to be the very best of all time doesn't mean that it can't be a great game because there's been a lot of those in, in the list that we've I done. I think we've demonstrated from our, um, from our choices of, of games so far. We're not necessarily looking for that. Occasionally we are, and I think we will be um, with select games in future. I think the only game that um, so far I genuinely think is really a special game that, does, that has a right to be on the uh, top 100 list is near for me. Um, but the other games that I've picked, I can't say the same for because um, that's not the reason that I picked them. And I think this is another game like that where... Sometimes it's just fun to play something or fun to have a conversation about it, and that's enough. Yeah, and there doesn't need to be any other reason than that. It's our podcast, so we do what we want. That's right. I agree. Um, finally, can you come up with a word that you would use to describe this game? Yeah, um, I don't think this game is scary in the least. I don't think this game is even tense. I think this game is very fun, um, but the word that I would use is chaotic, but in a good way. Yes. Yeah, chaotic's a good word for it. The word I'm going to use is... Mm, Blobby. Blobbies. Outnumbered, I think, is the word. Outnumbered by blobbies. Uh, 
which is not a situation that anyone wants to be in ever. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Left for Dead. Um, funny little game, it's different, but it's uh, it, it is a good time, and I'd recommend that if you can get a couple of friends to to play with you, then just don't you should try it out. Pay thirty five smackers for it. No, just uh, thirty five smurs. Because that's like a little bit of a smacker, so a smirk. Because yeah. that's thirty-five pence rather than pounds. Thirty-five, th- thirty-five snakes. Um, yes. So, what are we doing next time, please? Um, we're going to have a week off because I, I just realised when I was kind of working things out, we've we, we've done four weeks in a row, haven't we? Have we? Um, which we don't usually do. Um, it's because we're committed. Yes. So we're going to have a week off, and we're coming back with. Splinter Cell Double Agent. Now, there are two versions of Splinter Cell Double Agent. There is version 1 and version 2. Version 1 was the, at the time, next-gen version, which was released on the Xbox 360, PC, and PS3. Um, But we're not doing that version. We're doing the original... So, there was version 2, which was released on the Xbox GameCube PS2. However, there are some differences between those games as well. And by far, the best one, I would say, is the original Xbox version. So we're doing the original Xbox version of Splinter Cell Double Agent, which was made by some members of the Chaos Theory team. And in many ways, in terms of the gameplay, resembles Chaos Theory. So it's sort of an extension of Chaos Theory in that way. Get to Um, join John Brown's army. yeah. Yeah, John Brown's army with Emile Dufresne. Um, who is the the bad guy leader of them? So yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing next time. I've another trip to Splinter Cell. I've I've completed it a couple of times in the past. I've not played it for about fifteen years though. Um, what what's the bit of advice you give me before going into it? Um, be patient. Yes. <laughs> Which sounds like a given, but there's a, there's a really good game in there. Um, there is, but as with chaos theory um there are there are some bits that agree may get to you so i'd say be patient don't be afraid to to use the quick save feature Mm. um i know that save spamming is a a frowned upon thing and i'm not saying to save spam every every time you bypass an enemy but just when you need it don't be afraid to use that and i think you'll have a good time with it fair advice that i shall take um so yes that is our episode um slightly lower energy subdued episode <laughs> due to uh our our maladies but yes we hope that you've enjoyed you can find us on social media as usual you can email us as well at the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com and as always we would be um incredibly appreciative if you could like or rate um this episode or our podcast on whatever platform it is that you that you use so yes that is all for us for today we will be back in two weeks with splinter cell double agent and we hope that you've enjoyed this week's offering um anything else from you before we leave leave well we're not no. we're not going anywhere are we but you know leave time for you to go to bed it is time for me to go to bed that's right well um We'll see you next time. Are you then going for... to leave the bed, or are you just going to 
I'm going to have to leave the bed because I need to close the curtains downstairs and all that, but I will be coming back up to bed and I might watch some, some football, but I will probably fall asleep relatively early, um, which is fine. We, we, we can live with that. Um, I, I'm going to have some time to, to do the editing, so it's fine. Everything's fine. This, this is going to work out perfectly. Um, just don't be sick on your laptop. No, yeah, I won't be sick on my laptop. Or in your bed. Or in my bed. Or, or anywhere. In your kitchen. Or on the cat. And then slip all over in your kitchen, all over the place like a fish. Yeah, sounds like you're uh, talking from experience there of someone doing that. Don't know who that would be, though. No, no idea. No, definitely not me. Well, uh, on that bombshell, we will uh, see you in two weeks for Splinter Double Agent. But in the meantime, see take you care. See you on the next one. Cheerio.